Hey everybody! Uh, this is Hot Sauce Pancakes. This is the It Was Never a Phase podcast. And I'm just gonna jump right into it because there's a lot of material to cover, and I keep having to re-record this because my dumbass keeps forgetting to turn off sound notifications. So I'm getting texts and work pings, and yes, I'm recording this on company time because I'm a salaried employee. And if I don't do it while I'm thinking about it, I will not record this episode. I have been thinking about recording this episode for probably months now. So it's time. Today I will be talking about the albums that show up on three different websites for the top 50 pop punk albums. Of course, it's hard to define pop punk over the span of three decades because thankfully things change and evolve and I think they're just getting better and better. Maybe peaking in the um, 2000s, 2010 decade but hopefully we uh, keep getting great pop punk for years to come. So anyway, I compared three lists, one from the Rolling Stone magazine, one from Kerrang, and one from a place I think it was called Rock Sound TV. But yeah, I didn't dig too hard to find the list, but I did try to find some information about the albums, especially because they spanned from like the 70s all the way up to the 2000 teens. So there was actually quite a bit I didn't know, which is awesome because I'm always down to hear more music and see, you know, the change from, for example, the oldest album on the list is the 1977 Rocket to Russia by the Ramones, which of course is so influential. And the newest, of course, even is one of my favorite albums, Life's Not Out to Get You by Neck Deep from 2015. So anyway, I do have a lot of... Uh, I'd say I combed through the list and created a lot of different data points because that's the kind of person I am, but I will just get to the albums that existed on all three lists. There were nine of them. So the first, there were quite a bit actually. No, you know what? I'll just get to the list. Saves the day, through with being cool. Yellow Cards, Ocean Avenue. Jimmy Eat World's Bleed American. Malik-182's Dude Ranch. Good Charlotte, The Young and the Hopeless, Follow Boy, Take This to Your Grave, Descendants, Milo Goes to College, Green Days, Dookie, and Blink-182's Enema of the State. Now, do you agree that these are the albums that defined pop punk? Because I think it's a great overview. You know, like I said, it's like from the 80s to the 2000s, so it kind of checks that box. It's like a good little mix of mainstream bands and niche artists, kind of. So it checks that box, and... I guess when I think about it, it does kind of partly define what comes to my mind when I think pop punk. And strangely, I don't know why, but I didn't really consider Good Charlotte to be pop punk, but that's just because it's one of the first pop punk bands I ever listened to. So I don't know why I think... Once I started listening to bands like Neck Deep and Real Friends and all this stuff, I really understood, like, okay, I'm listening to the pop punk genre. But bands to me like Fall Out Boy and Good Charlotte were just bands my older brother listened to. So anyway, there were 151 albums, and 41 out of those 151 have, were only listed one time. So that means, or you know what I mean, uh, every other album that made the list, one of the lists was also on another list, or the artists showed up on more than one list. So I think that's like a really nice ratio. Like I think the lists spread spread out do like a really nice job of 
defining who like the pillars of the genre are as well as a little flavor of like the one-offs just kind of making the history of the genre more exciting uh and i think talking about green day and blink 182 i guess you guys don't really care but i will say that green day obviously blink 182 as well but i know that green day starting in the late 80s was like very influential for i would say almost everybody in my generation uh they were inducted into the Rock Hall in their first year of eligibility, which is something that the Rock Hall denied Dave Matthews Band, which I'll never understand. Uh, this is a genre. I'm a podcast about the pop punk and emo genres. Dave Matthews Band is in my favorite band for like 15 years, and I just feel like they skipped over him. Well, okay, let me go on a little side tangent that the Rock Hall has like a definitive 200 playlist or, you know, list of albums, which is great. It's really solid, but there's like R. Kelly on it. Like R. Kelly is a degenerate piece of shit, so I don't care if he makes amazing music. I don't really think that that he should be on it. So anyway, it does have Dave Matthews' Crash album on there, which is fantastic, but uh, moving on. Um, Billy Joe Armstrong, the singer of Green Day, I'm sure you know that, but uh, you might not, you might know that he is bisexual. And I feel that as another member of the Alphabet Mafia myself, I just wanted everyone to know that the queers exist in the movies and the music that you love, even Green Day. So, just, uh, they're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're not going anywhere. We've always been here. Uh, anyway, Dookie is um, a really great album. Uh, though I do think that Blink deserves the the number one spot, of course, because, I don't know, going from Dumpweed to Adam's song all the way back up to the party song, it's just like, they do that. <laughs> it's like, there's no other way to describe it that, I don't know, sometimes I think, like, Green Day is more punk, Blink is more rock, but, but then I can, like, twist it so that I think, okay, well, no, Green Day is more rock, and then Blink is more punk. But uh, there's been room for both bands at the top long before my opinion was formed and yeah I guess there's one Milo goes to college showing up on all the lists obviously there's a lot of formative influence and like residual value that's beyond my scope but Milo goes to college uh, does have some homophobic lyrics which I have learned and I'm happy to know that the band no longer uh, performs the music with the homophobic lyrics. They've changed it. Uh, so I'm really glad that, that people and things can change. So thanks. Thanks for two performers like Billy Joe Armstrong for being themselves. And anyway, I think there were like a lot of bands, like I said, that I didn't know, but I think I'm going to explore them. At least all of these albums, like three at a time, because, you know, there's like 25 or something bands that I'd never heard of before. <laughs> And I don't want to try to make sense of all those at the same time, but most of the bands that I hadn't heard of, I mean, that I hadn't heard of actually had albums that came out before I was born, so I don't feel, I don't feel too bad. But, uh, I think I want to mention that there were two artists that had the most albums on, across all of the lists that were not repeated. So like I said, there was like the Triple Crown albums, and then there was like a lot of crossovers, but Screeching Weasels and Set Your Goals had the most albums 
that were different spread across all three lists. And I think that says quite a bit. Like they might not have had one definitive album, but they had a lot of really great albums that. Yeah. So I feel like maybe I'll start with those guys, but so far the list has been really informative and really validating and really enjoyable. Uh, I definitely think that everyone should give a, give a listen to these episodes, these albums as a great introduction. I always thought that From Under the Cork Tree was better than Take This to Your Grave because Take This to Your Grave felt more a little, I don't know, like gritty, but then, well, then you listen to Milo Goes to College and you're like, okay, it's just gritty. That's just, it's just gritty. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. I actually really enjoy, enjoy this list. Um, and I don't know if I agree with it because the articles were several years old. Like I said, the newest album being from 2015, which at the time of this recording was six years ago. So, you know, thankfully a lot of great albums have come out since then and great music and new bands are showing up all the time, which is a blessing. But uh, I'd like to see these lists updated and then, you know, we'll rehash it when that time comes. But these are, these are some definitely solid classics to, to uh, sink your teeth into. And I have to um, also let you guys know that I slowly introduce these songs to my six-year-old son, and he'll ask for them now. <laughs> so I uh, definitely perpetuating the music to go beyond me. That's what my father did with rock music for me, but I think he kind of stayed in the 80s. Not that there's anything wrong with the 80s, but he didn't he didn't go on with Green Day. I'll just say that. He he uh he he gave me a good foundation and appreciation of rock music, but I think my brother and I both branched out. Like for example, my brother showed the patriarchal figures in our family a Fall Out Boy song, and they hated it so much. And I would say it caused, like, such a rift that there's sort of, like, a soft estrangement between all of these men because they just do not agree on what makes a good rock song. Ironically. So, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this little list. And it gives you some new things to think about. Maybe make your own list. I highly encourage you make your own list of your top. My friend and I did the 42 top albums, so I suggest you try that. 42 of your favorite albums. It doesn't have to be in the same genres, but just just to find something for yourself. Like, nail it down. What is it that your favorite albums are? Why? It's hard to pick 42 once you really get started, but I don't know. Just, just commit to making a list of something that defines your taste. It doesn't have to be... No, it should be. It should be something that you can hold on to. And it can change, but... Anyway, I feel like I just kind of feel tired of... People always saying, like, well, yeah, your tastes change. Like, yes, that's very true. My tastes have changed greatly, and thankfully for that. But there are some quintessential albums in my life that I would say I would allow them to define a period of time for me. And I think uh, that is a part of me maturing. And I just want the same for everybody, I guess. Or more. So anyway, this is Hot Sauce Pancakes. Hope you enjoy the albums. Hope you enjoy what you consider to be your favorite albums and the, and the definitive artists for the genre. Have a great day. Love y'all.